What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a really great show for you guys. There's been some rumors and reports of some new uh, projects that are being developed by Marvel. We'll give you guys the latest on what those might be and whether or not we think they're a good ideas to be moving forward with. Um, also, some uh, interesting potential casting news regarding um, who Marvel is looking at for one of their Disney Plus series that they have coming out. And we got, finally, confirmation. Well, I don't want to say confirmation, but it seems like we're very close to finally getting some kind of resolution to what will indeed happen with uh, New Mutants. So, it should be a good show. Supergirl is our, um, our recap for this week. I believe we only had one episode. Um, uh, it, it's uh, Deuce Lex Machina, Season 5, Episode 17. This was a Lex Luthor-centric episode. I'm very curious to see what my cohorts think of this, considering we are, uh, we do really like John Cryer, and this was uh, kind of an episode for him to shine. So we'll see what we have to say about that. So it should be a good show. Hope you guys enjoy it. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Now, Sham, I also wanted to quickly bring up um, Charlie Cox, uh, the former Daredevil star, has been in the news a lot over the last few days. He did an interview with comicbook.com. Shout out to them. And, um... And there seems that for whatever reason, I guess probably because of these interviews and these availabilities he's done in recent week, um, there's been a lot of chatter pretty much about wh- where his head is at and what the future holds for him as being Matt Murdock. And he put out uh, one. He said that uh, there are rumors out there that he's going to be that lawyer that's going to go and maybe bail out Peter Parker in the little conundrum he's in. If you watch the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, he said that that's not true. He says that he has not worked with Marvel, been called to do anything <laughs> like that in any way. So there's that. Um, he also was asked about um, what the future does hold for him as Daredevil. And he had uh, what I think resulted in, uh, in some interesting remarks and, and maybe some disappointing a lot of people. He, he said that he feels like if Marvel were to move forward, they might be better off just going with a whole new Daredevil cast, including, you know, replacing him. Um, he said that, look, when you watch uh, what, what Spider-Man has done, we've had three different Spider-Mans, and we talk about the difficulty that could come with bringing a whole cast that now are on totally different schedules back together. He talked about how before, when he thought season four was going to happen, he you know, he, he he was not doing a lot of jobs that were offered to him because he thought he was doing Daredevil. So assuming now that Daredevil right now isn't on his plate, he's I'm assuming he has a lot more jobs, I'm sure, D'Onofrio, I'm sure. Um, all of them now are probably doing a lot of different things. What do you make, Sham, of this notion that perhaps um, it would be best for them to cast a new Daredevil and move in a whole different direction if they do decide to bring back the character? Which he says he thinks uh, will likely happen, by the way. Um, I mean, it's going to be... It will be sad if they decide to recast, um, but uh, at the same time, I do think this is a character that um, you know, other people can play. I think Charlie Cox kind of did a good job of setting the standard personally in terms of doing a good job of playing Matt Murdock. Um, uh, but we can see all kinds of different Matt Murdocks. You know, this Charlie Cox is more of a, um, and Matt Murdock isn't some, you know, hulkish kind of guy, but he was more of a smaller kind of guy, you know, but no, um, yeah, he's not, you know, at, he's not Batfleck or anything like that. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, we can have different Daredevils that say bigger in stature, you know, or, or whatnot. So, I mean, it's... Go blonde, like, uh, in the animated, by the animated <laughs> series. 
Uh, he but was yeah, blonde I mean, in the animated Spider-Man series. I don't even remember that. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I rewatched it not too long ago. He was blonde. Oh, Matt Murdock. Wow. I mean, they were doing crazy stuff in that show. <laughs> they um, probably just doing stuff just to make sure that you know the Marvel you know cohorts weren't. Yeah, they didn't. They couldn't. Hey, don't. Yeah, you know. Oh, here's, a shot, here's a shot. With, here's a shot with you know Peter Parker with some random lawyer. That's not Matt <laughs> Murdock. Look, he's blonde <laughs> and fooled some Marvel exec until they actually saw the final cut of the episode and Daredevil was flying around fighting Blade. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I just think that um, uh, he had a good run. You know, I think it, it it is unfortunate that he had lost jobs or turned down jobs and stuff, and now <laughs> and he kind of pulled the, pulled the plug on everything. But um, but I mean, he's a great talent. He'll find other work, and I'm sure all the other talent will either has already has other work. I mean, we know uh, some. We know Rosario Dawson, for example, has other work. It'll be fine. Um, you know, we, you know, I feel like those those actors and actresses would be fine. Mike but, Coulter's got a new show on CBS. Yeah, exactly. Mike Coulter's he's got he's Missy got a new nice show. Got a show. Yeah, yeah. Missy Nice got a show. I was just watching her also on a uh, Altered Carbon. She's in the second season. Um, I mean, so yeah, all these characters, all these uh, actors and actresses are getting other work. But yeah, it's just sad to see him go. Um, but you know, we got to move on, and we'll find someone else. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be shocked if uh, I'd be shocked if, if Charlie Cox wasn't Murdoch, personally. Really? Yeah, I'd be shocked. Um, I think I don't think he's gonna be in Spider-Man Three. I don't know much. I don't know if I take much from what he said because you know, mm. you know, he's got an NDA. He may be one of those guys. Some people may be more squirmish about those than others. You know, some people may be like, ah, I don't know. You know, wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm. Some may just be like. Just straight non-denial. So I, he may be the type to he could lie to us and be in the movie. I mean, and say, the only well, thing, I didn't want to the only thing that makes me think that he probably contract. won't, he probably won't be in it is just that the, you know the how determined Feige is to just, to just erase the erase Netflix stuff, erase Marvel the Netflix. non MCU stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the Jeff Loeb stuff is certainly non Feige related, and that's something Feige doesn't really want to touch. It just seems like a unnecessary undertaking to try and recast daredevil fisk kate luke cage like maybe you don't have to but then now those are those are major mcu characters you just don't have access access to so and i don't i don't think this is something that say you know how a, a kathleen kennedy for example in lucasfilm seemed very hesitant to touch obi-wan for some reason <laughs> i don't think this is a situation where the fans will literally shout you down and just force you to do it no 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 uh, there's too uh, many characters. Yeah, Charlie Cox doesn't have that kind of backing. Yeah, there's too many characters to that at their disposal. So if they really don't feel like using Daredevil, they don't have to. You know, I don't think anybody's gonna go crazy. Um, but I don't. I, I think it's gonna be tough for them to if they do do Daredevil, not use Cox because now any any actor again, it's like I mean, it's like going to a sport. It's like you know replacing Coach K at Duke. Or replacing replacing Joe Pa at Penn State, you know, replacing like a legendary coach at a school where it's like, good luck, you know, like, good luck replacing, you know, just like the person is gonna have to play Wolverine is gonna have to have a, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard job. I mean, Daredevil, especially when the guy playing Daredevil is still active, hasn't given up the role. Same with Punisher with Burnthal, like it's not gonna be easy. So I I don't know. I don't think they're gonna recast them, but. It's not impossible. Um, I think the easiest thing to do would make them would be to make them non-canon. Um, 
I don't know. What do you think, EJ? I wouldn't like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you mean, Kendall, I know you said, you know, you and Shamari say that, you know, recasting him may not be the biggest of deals, but I mean, look, the the whole hashtag save Daredevil, um, you know, social, you know, social media tag that was that was on Twitter and I guess Instagram got an attraction where Charlie had to recognize it. He actually, you know, put out a you know a statement, you know, saying, you know, hey, thanks for all the support and all you guys have done. I guess a lot of people during this time period done something I wanted to do that they've uh, gone back and watched a lot of you know old shows and one of the ones they've watched it that one and they see that it's it's just a fantastic show. He's just completely perfect for the role. I, I do take him at a great grain of salt here. I feel like if Marvel is going to go down that path with him, with Daredevil, I do think that Charlie will be back. That's my hunch. So now the question becomes, okay, do I think he's lying? I don't know. I feel like there's a chance that maybe he isn't involved with what's happening with Spider-Man. But it could make sense because, you know, we all keep hoping and jumping to the conclusion that, hey, man, wouldn't it be great if it was Charlie Cox who was the one who was helping, you know, Tom Holland and Spider-Man get out of this jam. But we know that they're developing a, another prominent lawyer in the Marvel yeah. Universe that already has a show that's signed, booked, and ready to go in She-Hulk and Jennifer Waters. So, there, to me, I've always kind of held my thing saying, okay, <clears throat> to held my excitement saying, okay, like, while, I, yes, we know that, like, you know, Daredevil and Spider-Man have crossed paths a lot in New York City. Uh, and Peter and Matt have crossed paths uh, several times as well. To me, it was like, okay, but if there's another New York lawyer that you can go to, certainly Jennifer makes a lot of sense, too. And that could absolutely be the route as she goes, particularly because Jennifer, um, in, in, especially in the recent comics and even older comics, I mean, she has had a propensity to take superhero cases. So, um so I don't want to say for sure, oh, he's lying, because maybe Marvel doesn't see that as the plan for him in terms of uh, using him in that role. They could still want to use him as Daredevil. I think it would make sense to use him uh, as Daredevil. So I think, not to say that whatever Marvel does wouldn't be super interesting and we wouldn't have a lot of excitement for it, but I just feel like they found a way to bring back, at the very least, Charlie and Vincent in their roles as uh, Matt and Fisk. I just feel like the, the energy and the excitement for that show or movie, whatever it would be, would be so palpable and it would bring so much to the, so much that they wouldn't have they just got some other guy who to play Daredevil. Now, it depends on who the other guy is. Now, if you're telling me that other guy is, you know, someone really famous, like, then maybe that's different. But uh, Daredevil has such a cult following and then that we've we've seen we've heard and seen its presence over the last week or so, which is why I think we've seen so many headlines with Charlie Cox uh, recently. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna be tough, um, but I agree. I just think he's a hard guy to replace, um, and I just think it's so unnecessary. I think again, you could if you feel like you don't want to deal with the stuff of like, all right, we got all the baggage of the last show, which I mean, pretty is an awful baggage to take on, right? You know that show, <laughs> but if if you the really worst place to like, start off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. but if if you feel like you don't want to take on that type of baggage, then just say just, just say none of that happened. Just say it's the same guy, it's the same actor, but like you know, it, it that was an alternate universe. Like if that's the stuff you want to deal with. But um, I feel like you know nothing in that show completely would contradict him showing up in a Spider-Man movie. So mm-hmm. I don't see why you'd even have to do that. Um, 
And it's not he's not a character where I'm not nobody's asking for I mean some people are asking for more Daredevil, but like I'm not even asking for more Daredevil. I'm just saying if you put him in Spider Man, I do think it would be um I don't know how it would play I don't I don't know how it would play uh if they decided to use She Hulk as instead of uh Spider Man as Spider Man uh, instead of Daredevil Spider Man's lawyer. Mm-hmm. But uh that would depending on the timeline if She Hulk is maybe out by then, which I don't think it would be, but uh, She-Hulk maybe just looks good. Like, if, if, if it looks like, oh, this may be an interesting story, you know, Ruffalo's in it, and, you know, maybe the leader is around, like, maybe people will buy it, but, um, but I think if you pulled people today, I think, you know, 95% of people would say they'd rather Daredevil be oh, yeah. lawyer in yeah. Spider-Man 3. I mean, I don't know. I just, I think Feige's gassed, and rightfully so. He doesn't think, you know, oh, I... The fans really want Daredevil. I have to succumb to that. I think he's like, no, I make the fans want. Well, not necessarily make the fans want what I want. But <laughs> okay. I, I, I think he doesn't make me do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's. I think he's gassed. I think he knows that he has been on point ninety nine percent of what he's done. Yeah, man. And if he doesn't want Charlie Cox, he doesn't need Charlie Cox. And I agree. I don't think. He, I don't think he does need <laughs> like, Charlie. Cox. Yeah, it's just. So I think. Weird. I, I think. And if there's anyone I trust. To recast a character is Feige. Again, Feige, we talked about this last week, but he doesn't seem like the grudge-holding type. I just don't see I mean, why he, he would look at... He doesn't seem like it, but why, I'm just I, going based on his actions. I don't see why Feige would look at Cox and be, I don't want him. You know, like, that's just like, I don't a know, weird, like... I agree. I don't disagree. Unless, I'm like, like you just said, unless he had someone else lined up that he felt was... Yeah, like, and I'm, I, I don't know if it's really a revenge thing or, like, an ego thing. I think it just could be, like, look, like, they did something, they had a vision, and it was great. But considering we're a PG thirteen universe, but considering um, you know there's a established history that they've already put in place that you know we want to go in different directions with some of the things they did, right. uh, or we don't want to be confined to some of the things that they did, he may feel like it makes more sense to just have a cleaner break, which I think would be to me. To me, I think would while I don't, I don't think, I don't think it will happen. I do feel like that would be the easier thing to do. The easier thing to do is absolutely to just start clean. Um, but the, the the cooler thing, the thing that I think makes more of an impact, I think, is to bring him back, which is why it's harder because of all those things I just mentioned. You got to explain, okay, is all that stuff canon? If it is canon, how is this guy going to, you know, enter this PG-13 universe and it make be credible? Uh, okay, was that not canon? Okay, he's a new, he's he is Matt, but this is a different Matt. Or am I gonna like Marvel's take on him? You no, know, you no know, Marvel Studios take on him, or you know, will I prefer Jeff Loeb and Marvel Television's take on him from previously? Like, mm-hmm. I think there it creates clear um, pitfalls potentially, which is why it's harder. Yeah. But I think it just, I, I think the 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 risk are don't outweigh the reward here to me. I think that Cox is excellent. Marvel knows what they're doing. So if they can get Cox and build on what they did, what what you know Jeff Lowe Morris Marvel Television did, that to me should be, you know, that's just cut and dry. I don't know. I, to me, all that other all that other stuff, I, I'm not I'm not gonna weigh over over that possibility. Now that's me though. I'm not Kevin Feige, so I can't speak to what mm-hmm. Kevin may feel. Kevin may feel like you know that might be a little too much, and you know he, he is Kevin. You know he's Kevin Feige. It's like when you know Kevin Durant was talking about you know. Playing against the Clippers and how it was difficult, he's like, "Yeah, but I'm I'm Kevin Durant." He may feel like, "Yeah, but I'm I'm Kevin Feige," and I know what what's the name is done, but I can do a lot too. So maybe I can put something together Again, for Daredevil that's really cool. That's awesome. 
Look, man, right I mean, like I, th- I think I don't think he's going to. Well, and I agree with EJ in that, you know, there is that kind of you going for something that's like mature content and now not mature content. Right. I think that's part of the reason they, the Venom was PG-13 because maybe they saw this coming down the pipe uh, where yeah, they wanted to mix, make a crossover, cross things over. You know, you show Daredevil. It's a lesser version of the whole Deadpool issue. Which that's I'm, true. Which I'm that's sure true. will come up that's much later. That's why I think it's going to be know, a bigger um, thing, honestly. Yeah, because, I mean, kids are going to be like, oh, I want to see Daredevil. And oh, be like, no. Daredevil? <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, Dare, the, the Deadpool thing is going to be real, you know? Like, yeah. But when you're talking about Spider-Man, that's a kid-friendly brand. Especially Spider-Man, all the kids want to be Spider-Man. Yeah, it's a kid-friendly yeah. brand at this point, and, so that's an interesting... And, like, I, don't, I just don't think he's going to do it unless... He can't unless all the people he they screen tests are just trash. No one works. They can't find anyone. Now you talk about finding people. I thought about look. I think we talked about him a couple weeks ago, but Krasinski might actually be a decent uh, Murdoch as well. At this point, so, Krasinski. Can be yeah, yeah, Krasinski. I, I, I if, he, if the character white, you know, he, white male. You you know, know, yeah, I'm, you, not, I'm not feeling that one. I'm not gonna let you give you a pass on that. <laughs> I was with, I was with you with Scott Summers a couple weeks ago. But I'm not giving you Matt Murdock. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, look, I think it could work. I mean, I'm not saying I would. I'm not saying he'd be my number one choice, but in terms of believability, <laughs> where people would like be like, all right, we'll see this. I think I think people would see. Murdoch, but Murdoch, um, no, Matt is too. Matt is a tough kid, man. Like I don't think I don't look at Krasinski. No disrespect to him at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great dude, but I don't think like tough and gritty. It's not what I think of him. Sorry, not not. Did you not? Did you, what, was, what was the movie that he did recently where he was the uh, the military Jack guy? Ryan. Or yeah, oh, Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Even there, he's not. He's not like a, You're not. He's not some like commando. Yeah, yeah he's like a. Yeah, he's like a tech guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's an analyst. He's like yeah. an analyst. Yeah, I don't I don't think of him. I mean, you know, Matt has like an edge to him. Um the streets kind of raise him in a way. Like I can't imagine I'm not saying I can't imagine. I, Krasinski would not be my first, yeah, second, or third right. choice to do that. That's what I'm saying. You know, he's like one a very good actor. I agree that he doesn't mm-hmm. have to be pigeonholed to be just Mr. Fantastic, but I'm not casting him as Daredevil. No way. I, there's a lot of other people I can find. Now speaking of casting him. Um, I know EJ, you'll appreciate this, but uh, the word is out there that so first of all, new show coming out on Showtime's or Showtime called Billions, uh, or new season of Billions is coming out uh, this week, and on the season premiere is WWE superstar uh, Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. WWE champion, uh, Raw, Raw Women's champion. I don't know SmackDown Raw, they're all the same at this point. <laughs> Raw, Raw Women's um, champion right now. She um, apparently will be in a Marvel movie coming up. Uh, mm. We don't know what movie it is. We don't know what role it is, but that has that has been put out there. Uh, EJ, do you have any theories on what this may be? The theory I saw floating around the internet, which I cannot understand why it doesn't make any sense to me. But the theory I saw going around the internet was Rogue. Rogue. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, I mean Becky is not an actress, and Becky is a woman with a very, very, very thick Irish accent. Yeah, that's I'm gonna tell an Irish woman who's never acted before to say, "I need you to be a credible Mississippi accent." (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not not happening. Now I think they look at the sass and they look at the no. I don't. To me, I don't know. I don't even. I think Becky. In Rogue, they both have a swagger to them. 
I just think they found a white woman with swagger, and they were like, "This is who." And you know, should be. I'm just like, I don't see, I don't see like I think. Yeah, I do think the physical presence of court I could see, but I don't see, like Becky has a different energy than Rogue does. Like Rogue's I mean, a not, southern, Rogue's tough, but Rogue's a southern belle too. That comes with a, a certain level of again swagger. That Becky, Becky is an Irish swagger. That's very clear. Like it's it's just different. I don't I don't, I don't, me, I don't I, see look, it at I all. Think the calendar, the way the the way it was phrased in the in the in the tweet made it seem as if. It's it's not something coming down five years from now. Like, how would he? How would this guy know that Becky Lynch is in an upcoming Marvel movie if it's an X Men movie that we don't even know what's happening? This guys with the uh, Lords of the Lombard. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like they've got <laughs> scoops going on to Phase Seven. Like, how did you know that you're going to be wrote? So for me, you know, I'm thinking, look, is it Black Widow? Shout out to Lords of the Lombard. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Lords of the Lombard. Is it is it Black Widow? Obviously, she has red hair. You know, can you do the Russian thing potentially? But then EJ, like EJ mentioned, you know, the Irish accent. How will that work? Unless it's not speaking role, of course. Wait, so you say she's? They think that she's already been. I, I, I was on there something that she she is she's going to be in a movie, not that she's already well, yeah, been. going to be in an upcoming Marvel movie. Now, Black Widow yeah. coming out, obviously. But like, yeah, but they shot everything. And she could have filmed to be in Black Widow a while back. You know, I mean, like, as someone who's been. I mean, she is. I mean, she she does have the red hair, but as someone who has who does follow wrestling, for that kind of thing, I would have to think of a time where Becky was like gone for a while, and that really, I can't. That never really happened over the last year. That's fair. Like usually, you know, we see when a wrestler guy has to go and shoot some stuff. Like you know, they they fake an injury, they're off for a month, and then they come back. <laughs> like that never really happened with Becky. I mean, I mean, she's she, kind she, of been yeah, carrying. You know, fair. not to get too much into wrestling nerdum right now, but like he's kind of carrying Raw. She's been carrying Raw for a year. So when I mean, that, it, it I don't, I, don't that, I can't imagine that she's in that movie. Is it impossible? I mean, I think it's something that we have. If it's seen a yet. scene where it's like she was, you know, she's fighting somebody. Like I don't, whatever movie she's in, I would imagine it's not a huge role. But so if we cross off even Black Widow, the other options, Eternals, I don't think that it's possible. But I don't think it makes much sense. Shang Chi, and then Shang Chi. Which I think does make sense, especially <laughs> if you're talking about the World Martial Arts Tournament aspect. She has a physical role. Maybe she can. You can say she's from Ireland, and it makes sense. So that's my guess that she's going to be in Shang Chi. But um, I do think Black Widow is an other is another option. Whatever role she's in, I think it'll be kind of like you know GSP George St Pierre being in uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Soldier, you know. Like, I, I do think, feel like I do feel like a scene with her in Shang Chi could be really awesome. Like I could see, like if she was like, you know, her role, her character was you know, an Irish wrestler, right? And, like you know, that could be really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm that's all, like I'm all... not too far down the line where I could see that that could could make sense. I just I don't know. I just feel like the, the stuff. I mean, I could be dead wrong and go on this podcast and people would be like, "You were so wrong on this." But I just I'm trying to think back on like times where like Becky was gone for enough time to shoot something like this for. This kind of word to be getting out that she's been in this, she's having this role, and I don't, I can't think of a time when that's happened. The uh, I asked Shamari this uh, last week, but what do you, EJ, what do you think of the odds that we're gonna get Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin in Shang Chi? Yeah, I'm interested to see your reaction to that. Too. What do you mean we're gonna get him? Because that he'll that he'll yeah, be in the movie. Banking at all. Oh, that he'll be in the, that he'll be in the movie. The quote yeah, unquote he... Mandarin, in a, in a new scene, not a re, not a not just a they show the stuff from Iron Man three, but in a new scene in Shang Chi. 
percentage. They're gonna they're gonna something's gonna yeah. happen with something involving Kingsley's character. I can't say for sure he's gonna be in it. I, I would argue that chances are probably high, but I could see them doing something where they kinda allude to him in some way. Right. Show, his, pic- right. show his picture or have like a you know, a um like a, a stunt double or whatever. Like, right, I, like exactly. I, I, I could see them do something. I don't. I can't say for but sure. King is going to be in the movie, and there's going to be lines with him. I don't know about that. Do I think but, that there will be some kind of allusion to him? One thousand percent. That's what I think. There's a hundred percent chance it's going to happen. Yeah, I'll, I give it. I'm giving all that a zero percent chance. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm no way. I don't think I mention him at all. No, I don't they, can't, they can't. I don't want, him, I don't want to hear about it. And I do think Shamari's line of thinking, where it's like it was so like jarring and probably negative that they may not want to go back to it. It's fair, and no one cares about him since since this since it was announced that Mandarin was going to be in it. The only reaction I've seen from anyone has been, "Oh, good, it's not the other guy. I hope I don't see him." That's the only reaction I've ever seen. I mean, they could put him in. Marvel's not afraid to kind of. I won't have a positive reaction to it. Besides, it's like unless they do it well, I guess. But but besides, I would say, um, what's it called? Inhumans. Marvel's not afraid to kind of stare down the stare down the the barrel of its bad decisions. Like they like you know the biggest movie they've done, Endgame, had a large Thor: The Dark World angle in it. Which is just like you think, and and Jane Foster angle in it, where you know, Jane Foster, you no, know, they didn't know that this Thor Love and Thunder thing was gonna happen the way it did when they were doing, uh, you know, Endgame. Otherwise, we would have actually seen Natalie Portman in the movie, uh, like like they're like, like they're not afraid. Sometimes I think too, I wouldn't I wouldn't throw out just because, like it, people didn't like what they did, that they wouldn't still go back to it. Like my yeah my my guess is that it'll be, uh you know a gag where like the guy they're showing the guy becoming the Mandarin like, you know maybe it's you know part of some ruse by the by the original Mandarin but like I would rather they just they reference the ten rings from which I'm sure they will but I'd rather they reference the ten rings from the original Iron Man right than than that that guy I mean I think they'll do I think they'll do both the ten rings from Iron Man will definitely be. Mentioned, I think. I, uh, I think. I think Kingsley will somehow. I, yeah, I can't tell you what capacity, but will they? Will they <laughs> approach that topic? Yes, I think it's some, they will. They will. Especially since Marvel movies love humor, like that's going to be so ridiculous that I think people are going to love it. I mean, but it was ridiculous. In Iron Man three. They, yeah. they thought they were going to get gags and laughs. Yeah, in Iron Man nobody three, nobody was laughing, man. <laughs> so I mean, look, if they want to do it again, you know, they they're gonna do it again. So they test test the MCU fans' patience. <laughs> they walk out of the theater. They're poking the bear. They want to poke the bear. You know, that's what they want to do. All right. Yeah. Um, let's get let's move on to some future Marvel uh, production news. So uh, we got some interesting details on some new projects reportedly in the works over at Marvel Studios, according to the direct. Which I don't know if we've ever done a story from them. So shout out to them. Uh, Kevin Feige is producing a Ghost Rider project set to be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Meanwhile, uh, Geeks Worldwide and MCU Cosmic are reporting a Secret Warriors project is also in development at Marvel, uh, and that the company is reportedly looking for a writer for that for that project. While it's unclear whether Ghost Rider would be a movie or a television show, Jeremy Conrad says the Secret Wars project lines up with rumors that people behind the scenes have been hearing about some kind of agents of shield spinoff that's been talked about so uh i'm gonna go to kendall first which of these projects are you most intrigued for 
Um, it's funny because they kind of I don't say they contradict each other, but they kind of do. Because if yeah. if Secret Wars is an Agents of Shield spinoff, I mean I guess in theory you could still do a Johnny Blaze uh, series, uh, Ghost Rider series. That's also a spinoff of Agents of Shield since he was in it. Um, but that would just be weird. But it's possible. Um, see, the Secret Warriors thing is is not. It, it makes sense considering we had the animated movie series, whatever you want to consider it. Marvel Rising. Yeah, the Marvel Rising stuff. Mm, yes. Um, that tends to follow the Marvel playbook of put stuff in animation and then we before we transition it into a more featured role in live action. The team consisted of a lot of younger, newer kind of Marvel characters. Uh, Captain Marvel was featured heavily, which makes me wonder if maybe that'll kind of play a role in maybe uh, Captain Marvel's future in the MCU is maybe kind of that, you know, mentor figure to maybe the Secret Warriors or something along those lines. So that could be interesting, but the, the, the Ghost Rider thing is obviously huge. Um, getting Johnny Blaze, who would he, we would assume would be Johnny Blaze. Uh, They're saying this is not going to be the Robbie Reyes, Gabriel, Luna, yeah. Ghost Rider. So yeah, they're not yeah, going to be him. Black the only other Ghost Rider I could yeah. think they would even think about considering would be Johnny Blaze. Like, no, yeah. I will not do the TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Look, yeah. That goes to what Shamari said about you know, Feige's uh, spiteful nature. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, all right. I didn't say, I didn't quite Quote, say unquote, that. spiteful nature. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but that, I mean, look, it's interesting. And, you know, when it comes to Feige, I like to think that he's a fan like all of us. And, you know, he kind of showed that with, you know, the stuff about him talking to Patrick Stewart about playing Professor Xavier. Like, he's open to, you know, kind of unique ideas and you know, unique casting, and he's done, there's been pl- plenty of other things like that uh, in the MCU, but Johnny Blaze, uh, if you're talking about a movie, if you're talking about, I mean, it, it, Robbie Reyes was great. He was excellent. Gabriel Luna was excellent, so if they just brought him back, that would have been fine, but obviously Johnny Blaze is the home run hitter of the of the Ghost Rider lore, so um, it makes sense that they bring him in and really sets up the opportunity for you to kind of combine you know that whole kind of edgy more marvel knights kind of thing with him you got now blade moon knight uh and whatever other character they want to introduce they've talked about bringing in uh elsa bloodstone Mm -hmm. uh like other characters that may fit that that may fit that brand yeah i mean ghost rider um you know, once they officially or once they, you know, announce this at like a con or an event or anything like that, where they could show like graphics, titles, give details, give cast, cast villains, villains and stuff. Once they do that, I mean, um, I mean, this is going to this is something that that could uh, obliterate the box office. Um, I mean, which all Marvel movies obliterate the box office at this point. But I mean, this especially, I think, could if it's a movie. um um, but yeah, I mean, this is just, uh, that's going to be fantastic. It's just very, very exciting. Um, we all kind of knew what was happening. You know, we were all waiting. We were wondering if it was going to be announced, um, at, uh, you know, D23, uh, we were, cause when they announced the whole slate and all those different shows and things, we were like, Oh, is ghost rider coming? 
Um, but then we had that other Ghost Rider show, so they had kind of to figure all that stuff out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is very, very exciting. Maybe this is why they got rid of the Ghost Rider show. I don't know. Maybe this has something to do with that. But um, but yeah, this is very, very good news. Uh, I'm extremely excited. I have no idea who he's going to cast as Ghost Rider. I didn't hate Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. Yeah, I, thought the, I thought the first movie Cage was might decent. get a phone call. I doubt it would be Gage, but I don't think it's gonna be. May, he might get a phone call. <laughs> but it's possible. I mean, you never. I'm sure I'm, he'll probably will get a phone call. Honestly, just out of just out of courtesy or something right. and all that. Um, uh, but yes, uh, yeah. I have no idea who they cast, but this is gonna be something special. I know. And when it comes to Secret Warriors, uh, I don't know. I hope we get some of the agents, the Shield cast people. I'm not getting my hopes up just because you know you all know how I feel about Feige and. How he feels about yeah, man. the Iron Hammer, <laughs> the I, the Iron uh, Hammer, Iron Fist of yeah, fighting, Iron Fist, you know, uh, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. So yeah, it's you know I don't think we're gonna get you know Daisy Yo Yo and any any, any of the other uh, Agents of Shield people in Secret Warriors, but um, you know that's I'm sure that would will be very successful as well. They say something like that goes straight to straight to Disney Plus. Um, I mean that's gonna uh, that's that's going to do really well as well. So, uh, so yeah, it's all really exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, to me, oh, oh you guys making a compelling case. I mean, I do agree. I mean, the Ghost Rider, a Marvel Studios Ghost Rider project, especially with a movie, could be epic. And I, I, I do want to make sure I make that, that clear. Aquaman level. Yeah, that could be a massive. That could be a massive deal. I mean, I'm thinking about merchandise. I'm thinking of just a promotional campaign behind it. If they get a big name actor to be Ghost Rider, I mean, it's just like Krasinski, right? Krasinski <laughs> for Ghost Rider. He's gonna be Ghost Rider. He's gonna be Wolverine. He's gonna be <laughs> Namor. He's gonna be Mr. Fantastic. He's gonna be Johnny Storm. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be Kang the Conqueror. Uh, no, uh, shout out to John Krasinski. But if that, I don't want to underscore how epic that could and probably will be. But I gotta admit, again. Me being a comic book reader that really kind of came into my own around, you know, 2007, between 2007 and 2000 and, uh, you know, 2013, 2012, like, Secret Warriors really excites me. Secret Warriors, of course, again, we're talking about Secret Invasion. Uh, they, uh, the recent Secret Warriors team was introduced in Secret Invasion, uh, 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 issue three. Uh, as this kind of under, undercover team that Nick Fury was putting together because uh, he knew that the heroes really couldn't be trusted. So he had to put together a, a team that he knew weren't going to be people that scrolls were possibly going to be, you know, looking to replace and things like that. So uh, so obviously when I hear Secret Warriors, I think, oh, okay, secret, another secret invasion tie-in, baby. But also... Um, I just think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a cool thing because I think Nick Fury, I kind of was thinking about Sam Jackson, his place in the Marvel Universe right now. And I know that I'm doing the sword thing, um, which is, is cool. But um, but to me, this feels more, this would be way more fun to me if he was involved with something more like this. Um, to me, the sword thing's a little, a little too like, a little too like out there, you know, not, not <laughs> contained enough. For Nick Fury, for me, not to say Nick Fury wouldn't be involved something like that, but I think, I think Nick Fury, I think of him being a spy at the end of the day. So the idea that he could be with a team that may include, uh, event, uh, you know, Agents of Shield you people. Want, you don't want Nick Fury out there handling the Shi'ar Empire. 
<laughs> not exactly. He's not the first person I'm thinking about in terms of who needs Sorry. to, you know, you know, who needs to deal with the Cree and the, and the Shi'ar and all these people. <laughs> so, like, that's so that's so the Secret Warriors thing really does excite me. I think that I think in part of the reason is like because of the unknown, because like who's on the team. You know, we know Quake is a big part of that team, and we know Chloe Bennett is, uh, you know, probably the biggest star outside of you know. Um, Clark Gregg on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and if there have been talks about some kind of uh, spinoff Chloe Bennett is absolutely the kind of person that you know I think should be included in the MCU I mean we, we talked about this on the show I, I thought Chloe Bennett should have absolutely been in Endgame I think that um, if you're talking about trying to include people now that you know uh, Fox is done Marvel television is done you're trying to say, who's, who are part of who are people on this team what do you say <laughs> Promoter. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Um, No, I'm from fighting. I'm saying, who are these people on this team that I'm trying to retain? You know, again, it's just like when you're a head coach and you're trying to see who on the staff, you know, should be, should, should remain because they can they can be valued to you. I mean, I think uh, Chloe Bennett has been great in that role as uh, as Daisy Johnson. And again, similar to Charlie Cox, like, want to find a way to, to generate excitement, generate interest, cast someone who's already a star, who's already played the role that people have seen for seven, eight years now. And, and and I think that you'll garner a lot of excitement. So that that to me is is exciting. Yo Yo was also on um, on that team, so maybe you could even bring back Yo Yo. And uh, you got uh, Phobos, who's the who's the son of Ares. Maybe that could be um, you know a, us maybe possibly getting a Marvel version of Ares in in the Marvel universe. So I, I, I that's the team that I'm I really would be excited for. Not to say I wouldn't be excited for Ghost Rider, but we've seen two Ghost Rider movies. We've seen Ghost Rider in. <laughs> On television, and you know the television Rodriguez was awesome, and the first Ghost Rider movie is probably a little underrated, um, but it's, it's what we've seen before. Now Marvel would kill it, and I know they would, but just the, the little bit of the unknown with Secret Warriors is why that's the one I'm more excited for. That's that's me though. Um, any last thoughts on this before we move on? Um, no, nah, I mean, I, I well, I agree with you just that Nick Fury. I don't think Nick Fury is going to be involved in Secret Warriors, or at least um, just because I'm sure I'm almost certain that that would be a TV show, um, and I'm almost certain that Nick Fury <laughs> so exactly ain't, 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 ain't got time for that. Yeah. You don't think Sam, you don't think Sam would do a six episode show that was like Disney had Plus. like the billing of like what Disney Plus is trying to do? They'd have I to think, come. I think he. I think he might. I think you're underestimating him. I think it has to be big enough. I think they'd have to come He's a mega star. I do understand that. I want to make sure my audience gets that. I understand he's an, he is an A-list star. And I can't, I don't remember the last time he's done television regularly, if even. I'm sure he's done that at some point, but I, I can't think of it. Like, so I get that. But I do feel like, again, with what we're seeing with how television is kind of becoming a new movies and with Disney Plus and you know trying to mimic what we've seen from hbo and things like that they told him we're gonna have a show centered around just you you're not gonna be like you know not to say he's been a sidekick but he's kind of been a, a supporting character in all the other movies that the show was centered around him I, i'm not i would not put it completely past him that's what i would say i'm not saying it's a shoo-in but i i think that is possible okay yeah i mean i i don't see it but i mean i think it's possible i i don't think it's likely i mean mm. They, get, they did get him to do the uh, the what if stuff. He did, he did do one he did do one episode of Agents of Shield too. He's on the, like the season yeah, premiere. Two episodes. Right? 
or yeah. two. Yeah, he's in a couple. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, man. I but I mean, not, not that's a Yeah, he's I can't. I can't believe why he let let Perlmutter take Sam Jackson from him, even a second. Yeah, I mean the Agents of Shield <laughs> thing was so big. That was crazy. You know, we forget how big that Agents of Shield when that came on. It was like. Yeah, we were like, that was, you know, a Marvel show, Marvel canon show. No, but the, the second was, cameo was kind of like later. It wasn't like an early cameo. Like the first that, one, yeah, yeah. The second cameo was after the... And it was kind of like... And it was kind of like... Big moment. Big. Ago. It wasn't like, oh, he was in it for like a second. Like, he kind of was like helping... He was like in the... He was in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I can't like, believe they pulled that off. The whole series was kind of... Initially, was crafted around that moment. You know, like everything yeah. was around the whole Shield Hydra turn. So you kind of don't do that show unless you think that Samuel Jackson could be in it. So that makes you wonder if that thing you know, was negotiated, like at you know when they ordered the pilot. Do right. we have Sam Jackson for the twist? Do we have Sam Jackson for the pilot? All right, right. That's fair. Um, also, uh, uh, more projects uh, apparently in development. According to Cinema Spot, an Ironheart project is actively in development. Ironheart is a superhero by the name of Rivi Williams. She's a black teen uh, at MIT who designs her own Iron Man-like suit from stolen campus materials. Uh, this is this project would be a series that will be produced on Disney Plus. So this will not be a movie. This will be a, a series. Shamari, are you excited about this series moving forward potentially? Uh. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I mean, Ironheart is. I mean, I to be fair, I haven't you know read her her uh, you know comic books, but just the concept of that character um, seems very intriguing to me. And I mean, I think this is something that you know uh, you know see a, a show, especially a Marvel studio show, uh, centered around a black female teen, isn't something that you know, it probably is not something that a lot of people thought they would ever see, uh, especially, you know, minority people and minority women, especially as well. So, I mean, that's going to be uh, it's going to be a big deal. Um, you know, a lot of people are very excited about Shuri. I know, Kenna, you're still very excited about Shuri and you still want Shuri to be Ironheart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's certainly an um, idea that I've thrown out. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a, a great idea. I think it could be. um you know, I think that could be it could hit a lot of different notes um, if done correctly. I mean, I look at, you know, shows like um, shows like uh, Blackish and other shows where they're kind of very witty kind of humor. I feel mm-hmm. like you kind of mimic in a show like this, Word. but also kind of keep it as a family show, but also have it be a superhero show at the same time. I mean, you can hit a lot of different notes here. And it could connect with a lot of people. And I think there's another show that the I think I think the community could get behind this. Um, you know, similar to how we showed up for Black Panther. You know, I think, yeah. I think there's another oh, show yeah, where yeah. a show like this yeah. it's gonna be very empowering for a lot of people. So I think that that this could be something special. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that this should be certainly something that's interesting to watch. I think um, you know, uh, the fact that you know they use the term actively de- is actively in development, not in early development or anything of that nature, makes me think mm-hmm. that this is certainly uh, a possibility. You know, and this isn't uh, this isn't like a thin kind of idea that I'm not blowing smoke here. here. 
Yeah, yeah, it's on the whiteboard. It's not just on the whiteboard. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the interesting thing will be how do they juggle the, you know, kind of the the Tony Stark aspect of this. Is Tony Stark, like, the AI for her her Iron Man suit, her Jarvis, quote-unquote? Is Tony Stark, you know, how do you, you know, do you juggle that with, like, the role he kind of played in Spider-Man Homecoming will be, well, some people feel, oh, you know, we got the whole Tony Stark mentor thing again. I mean, I don't care. She's playing, you know, a second Iron Man. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think just as long as they do do the character correctly, I think it certainly could work. Um, you know, some people out there are like, oh, don't do a roadie or don't do a, a Falcon. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see how Falcon is and Falcon Winter Soldier before I say don't do a Falcon. But, uh, and Rhodey. What do they mean when they say don't do a Falcon? I don't get it. I, I guess just some people feel. I, I, I mean, you have to ask them personally, but <laughs> my guess is some people would feel like those characters were psychic, you know, and you know don't mm. don't don't psychic her. And I'm like, uh, I mean, Rhodey she is. Can't, she's, they're not gonna psychic her with a dead man. Yeah, like yeah, I don't see how that's possible. Her own show, then like I don't see how I don't see how that that becomes a thing. So. Yeah, no, I think that this should be good. Um, and, yeah, I think it gets it gets to a point where, like, people have to just realize, like, the, the way the numbers are, you know. I don't want to hear anybody complaining, oh, well, feminism and this, that, and the other. It's like, how many, you know, all right, so we're getting Miss Marvel, we're getting this, uh, we're getting She-Hulk, then we're getting Moon Knight. Still getting Blade, well, Blade the movie, but um, still getting Hawkeye. Uh, we're still getting um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, there, it's going to be a fairly even. It's going to be a fairly even uh, distribution. Also, even for those, lo- even for those losers who are who are using that case, you know who you would be have to blame? Like Stan Lee and and Jack Kirby. You know the people that created these characters. You know, I know yeah. obviously Kamala Khan is someone new and Ironheart someone new, but Captain Carol Danvers has been there almost from the beginning. You know, Jennifer yeah. Waters is, is a 70s character. So, like, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but the people who get on that, it's like, fam, you like Marvel for years. These are the characters they've been developing for years. Why would you be have any kind of gripe about them showing up in a movie? It's ridiculous. But anyway, that's my soapbox for today. And um, also, I just think there's a lot of potential in terms of Again, I think they have to they have to infuse a younger group of uh, Marvel characters. Yeah, um, absolutely. I do think you know I do think eventually they're gonna have to start introducing like outside of Spider Man younger male characters. But you well, know, they, right they, now they, they may have, have plans for Miles Morales in the future. But hmm. like you know that would be my only kind of thing. But in terms of they want to introduce like a young Avengers team, you have yeah. Ray I was gonna Williams. say I know, I know you were on on the yeah, young Avengers you know, bandwagon. You have <laughs> Kate Bishop, you've got uh, Kamala Khan, potentially Spider-Man, although Spider-Man at this point is a little big for that. Uh, so now you just need to introduce some male characters. And you can't forget, you know, you also got um, got Speed and Wiccan too, who potentially, you know, who we know yeah. we'll be seeing in some in some nature, probably in um, in WandaVision. So that's two young that male be. characters. Uh, we know Nova has been someone they've been talking about for a long yeah, time. Yeah, Nova's a big one. I think no. if they do Nova, 
you know, you make it Sam Alexander. Yeah, if you're Sam Alexander, that's another young guy. So I, I think that they'll be fine in terms of getting the young men to balance the young women that they're that they're developing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm I am really excited for that. I think Shamari really, uh, not to say you know you also make good points too, Kendall, but I thought Shamari really nailed it home with just all the different dynamics at play with a character like Riri Williams. Um, she's a legacy character in a way in which she's kind of offshoot of Iron Man, who is the center of the of the Marvel universe. Okay, so that's a big thing there. Um, a young black woman. Okay, that's a big thing there. We have not they not they have not really touched that aspect of the Marvel universe at all. They haven't touched that. Um, they haven't really touched that that demographic in a, in a major way. Black Panther certainly did go a long way towards that, but that was more just generic all black people. Um, uh, young black women who uh, who are really also um, they're the kind of people who also watch a lot of you know television too. Like you know we talk about movies, but like if you're talking about doing a television show, um, I'm thinking about the wide demographic and how many young black females encompass that demographic. Like this is money. This <laughs> this is I mean, this is a layup. I mean to me this you know and of course robotic technology, uh, you know. Special effects, like it's like it's like it hits it hits all the boxes. You know what I'm saying? So, outside of the you know the generic hate you get for any character that's not that's a non-white male, besides that, everything else is 100% solid. Um, you get Robert Downey Jr. somehow involved, and there's been word that you know very 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 kind of loose rumors, but there have been rumors that he he could be interested in maybe being some kind of involved in that way. If it's an AI or something like that in a project like this, I mean, come on, this is this is a layup. This would be really awesome. Um, I felt lucky. I was trying to get up on reading Civil War two, which was not that great. Um, but I, I, I was in my process of, of trying to read on it. I was watching read. I read a lot of Iron Man prior, and I actually got to see Riri's origin story in there. So um, the idea that just you know four years ago we could now be talking about doing a. Uh, a show with her, you know, having seen her, I read her when she was on the champions and I read you know, 20, 30 issues of that book. This would, um, this would be dope. I, I really hope that they move forward with this. Um, Marvel may be zeroing in on an actor to play, uh, moon Knight, And according to the editor at geeks worldwide, um, someone high up thinks that Keanu Reeves would be a great choice for the role. So I'll give this a sham. Do you want to see Keanu Reeves as moon Knight? Krasinski for Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, uh, Keanu Reeves as Moon Knight. That would be very interesting. Um, uh, did we talk about this before? Did me and you talk yeah, about this Yeah, yeah. I mean, this has been something that's been kind of thrown out there from a uh, for a while, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I feel like we have talked about this before. Um, I mean, Keanu Reeves is, is what's very hot right now. This would be Marvel just picking an A-lister. Um, just to, just to who to just straight just shoot up ratings, which that would boost the ratings, twenty two hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, honestly, any show it didn't matter what the show was called, Marvel and Keanu Reeves. Honestly, anything Keanu Reeves. Yeah, really, at this point, anything Keanu anything Reeves. Anything Keanu Reeves on Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, yeah. HBO Max, or Disney Plus is is instant. Yeah, but Marvel Why? Studios Keanu Reeves. So yeah, that's that's gonna. A lot of people are gonna watch, and it's, yeah, Batman esque Keanu Reeves. Yeah, nah, a lot of a lot of people. I I don't believe this. You know, personally. it sounds no, like you don't believe it. Just because well, well, when we talk about Keanu Reeves 
having that much demand in terms of like viewership, he's gonna ask for a ridiculous number. I mean, is he though? You don't think you don't think Disney Keanu Reeves is? I feel like I feel he's gonna ask. Keanu Reeves doesn't care about money at all, almost at least based on everything that I've seen. That is true too. You know, just everything he's I've seen, everything he's said. I mean, he could be totally and look, maybe maybe it's not even a money thing. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is not your typical. He's not, not, to, not, to, not to like you know guy. put him on a pedestal because that's what they've done. That's that's what they did with Ezra Miller. But Keanu like, Reeves isn't your typical Hollywood actor. He's not. It, it's it, it, I mean so even if it's not a money thing, I just think it's one of those things where it's like why isn't Keanu Reeves just showing up in everything? Then? You know, like not because he's not because he's not a typical actor. I think he he only does roles that actually speak to him, and I feel mm-hmm. like we've been hearing enough smoke about Keanu wanting to get into the Marvel game. That I'm starting to really feel like this is a possibility. I'm, yeah. I just think I don't know. I think this is seems like such a big. That seems like such a big get. That I think that it'd just be. Now the, he seems like the type of guy where it's like you know I'm sure they're looking for a Keanu Reeves type. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure they're looking for somebody in the mold of a Keanu Reeves. I've also heard they're looking for a Zac Efron type, whatever mm-hmm. that means. But. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, I just think he's. I just think the demand is too high for Keanu Reeves at this stage. I think, um, I mean, I guess it would be an awesome get in terms of you know trying to, you know, make your show an A list thing. I think Moon Knight is going to be a tough sell. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough sell just to make it different from everything they've had to kind of separate it. But getting someone like Keanu Reeves would make it a must-watch thing for people that don't care about Marvel Marvel stuff. So I would certainly see why they would want Keanu Reeves. I just I, I would uh wouldn't hold my breath if I were <laughs> if that were if I were Feige, I would think of more creative options. Yeah, I'm sure he has five, six, seven options, but um I, I think there are other people out there that could certainly play a role, but the question is can there are there other people out there that can get people to watch it? And that's the that's gonna be the question. Yeah, I, I think Marvel's got to make this happen. Um, if it's true, and I, and I think you know, I would like to you know read the words carefully. You know, they didn't say that you know that he's close to signing or that you know that that you know, they're, they're they're zeroing in. Or I know he's worth zeroing, but like that you know that they're close to a deal. You know, you know they heard that you know someone thinks that Keanu Reeves would make a great Moon Knight. Uh, I believe that because he, they're right. It's obvious he would make a great Moon Knight. And Keanu Reeves' stock right now is, is like, you know, hot as fish grease. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, this is the kind of guy that you want in this kind of role. He's perfect for it. Um, you know, sometimes things are almost too good to be true. So you just kind of feel like it's too perfect to happen. Like, you know, like if I could have set expectations that they're going to do a Moon Knight show, you would have told me this five, like three, four years ago. And like, yo, man, you don't know this, EJ? But in 2020, okay, there's going to be coronavirus. That's going to suck. But Marvel's going to be uh, casting Moon Knight, and they're going to pick Keanu Reeves. I wouldn't have believed you. I'm like, no way. There's, like, that's, and he's going to be on television? I'd be like, no, that's not happening. I would not have believed that for one second. But um, so that's kind of why I feel like now, considering, again, the, the success of John Wick, and, and he's kind of had a resurgence recently, it feels even more too perfect. But... Marvel's been known to do the impossible at this point. So am I really going to put it past them in terms of being able to do this? I don't know if I really can, you know. Um, like I said, it's been weird because we have seen 
different things. You talked about, you know, possibly a Zac Efron type, and then, you know, now we're talking about Karan, Keanu Reeves, potentially. You know, Keanu Reeves and Zac Efron age. I mean, Keanu Reeves would be Zac Efron's dad. <laughs> like, like that's a massive age difference. So that's something I would have to, I, I want to get more clarity on in terms of, like, what exactly are they looking for? Because, you know, Zac Efron is 32, Keanu Reeves is 55 years old. And nothing wrong with being 55, and we know Keanu isn't just, like, supreme shape. And I think he could definitely play that role for, you know, eight years probably. You know, I mean, he looks great. But, again, if you're talking about building a long-term future, is that, does he make sense in that regard? Now, if you're talking about he's only going to be in a couple of movies, maybe one, you know, one season of a show, then I'd say, man, go for it. We don't. It's not like we need Moon Knight in the Marvel Universe forever. But if you are talking about building a future that's kind of can be can could survive another 10, 12, 13 years, um, and you expect Moon Knight to be a big part of it, I don't I don't know if Keanu makes sense because of his age, because the show hasn't gotten off the ground yet. It wouldn't get off the ground probably until he's fifty seven. Like you know, that <laughs> where it gets that's where it gets a little dicey now. You know, all right, now I'm expecting him to. How long am I expecting him to kind of be around? So it's a that 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 is a, that is a risk with this, but. It, on the surface, it, I would absolutely take kind of reason a second. The if they're looking for, because the other aspect of this is going to be whether or not they 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 try and target, you know, Israeli actors or Jewish actors to play the role. Um, you know, Shia LaBeouf's out there. He's someone that's been thrown out there, and Daniel Radcliffe been thrown out there as, as well. Uh, and those people obviously certainly certainly fit the the age range. Certainly, also bring that A-list kind of name to the MCU, uh, but certainly aren't at their height of, of like their uh, their value. So you know they probably, in terms of you know that monetary aspect, certainly way more gettable than uh, you would imagine someone at the value of Keanu Reeves. So it's like, all right, you know that's somebody that's those are those are guys where I'm like, you know, may fit what they're looking for. Uh, if we're talking about you know. If we're talking about getting someone that's a big name, because there's a chance that they may not go for, they may not swing for the fences with this. They may feel like, well, we're Marvel. We just put out a good show and people like it. We'll be fine. I don't know. I have my doubts that Moon Knight will be some smash hit. Uh, <laughs> given that, look, I think superhero fatigue is kind of a big thing, and I think if you just put anybody out there, I just don't know if people are just gonna go and see Moon Knight. I think they have to. There has to be a reason to go for people to go watch Moon Knight. Whether it be on Disney Plus or I think, the, I think the hope is, you know, the Marvel name attached to it and the momentum they would have they would have revved up with whatever they do in Wandavision, um, you know, uh Soccer, which yeah, is, they have Soccer, a lot of soldier. Like yeah. that by that point in time, whatever I give you, you're gonna be yeah. you're gonna just you just gonna take my money mode. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's kinda like what happened with Guardians of the Galaxy. Now to be fair, as we always mention though, with Guardians, they put some big name actors that made us say, "Oh wow, Vin Diesel is going to be in this." Like, yo, Chris it, Pratt it, it, and Zoe Saldana, Zoe Saldana going to be in it. That's that that changed a lot of people's. This is a bad like, example. This was a bad joke. Like, Inhumans just was not be nobody was in take my money mode for Inhumans. You know, obviously, there yeah, are but the word got bad. out that it was so bad, and like the. Just from from Jump Street, that looks so terrible. I just don't think that it had a it had no chance. Like you know what I'm saying? I think that's a. Right. I know you said it, it might be a bad example, but I think it is because of that reason. Like that's something that's so exceptionally bad. It, just, it looked like like a really bad like YouTube, you know, like like a YouTube show. 
Like that didn't look real. Like when you saw them first set photos, like like I just don't think that that's a fair comparison to what I think Marvel's trying to do with Disney Plus. I get yes, Inhuman now, maybe this is bigger, the kind of interest, but, but you know, just even anything Marvel done on television hasn't always been popular. Even even if it's good, you know, Agents of Carter, Agent Carter isn't like, I mean, I thought it was pretty decent. You know, it had was a very America good show. Brand, you know, had the Captain America brand attached to it, and nobody cared. You know, and that that's mm-hmm. they cared maybe for like a, a week, but then I'm sure the ratings fell off after the premiere. So, I mean, that's going to be the the thing is how do you get people to say, all right, now again, this is Disney Plus. I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure, Moon Knight's going to be much bigger than Agent Carter. Much bigger than even in, than even Inhumans, but to display that to people that that aren't me that don't know that you're gonna have to have an actor, I would imagine that would uh that would signal all oh, okay, this is bigger than you know just your average you know CW show. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna go for I don't I mean they're I think they are gonna shoot for the fences. I think just as a company, it just makes the most sense for them. Yeah, you know, uh, especially with this character. Um, but you know, when it's all said and done, they're going to cast someone, the person that they think is best for the role, even if it's someone that we may not. You don't want to see Jack Black? No, no. Like Moon Knight? He's a big name. <laughs> Adam Sandler <laughs> Jewish. You know, even when it's someone, even if it's someone that we may this not. This is how Adam wins. <laughs> even if it's someone that, that may not be super known, or maybe someone that's more, more on the come up, you know, maybe they, right. maybe it's someone that we may not know of yet necessarily. Or someone that's in a show now that's getting a lot of buzz or something, but maybe they they haven't reached quite reached that peak yet, um, you know. Or like uh, Charlie Cox, I had never heard of Charlie Cox before Daredevil, right? You know, being perfect for the role. I you know before then I probably would have argued they should have casted some A lister, you know. Just no, I'd be, I'd be like, no, don't cast this guy. Who is this? Cast you know Tom Cruise or something, you know. Right. So um, so yeah, I think Feige, I think Feige knows what he's doing. Um, you know, similar to how even the Paul Rudd casting, I mean, Paul Rudd, you know, what? I mean, I guess, but it ended up working perfectly. He just has it an eye for these things, you know, so I think that I think they're going to end up getting the right person. I think Keanu would be the right person. Um, I don't see Moon Knight as being a character that say you'll be like, oh, well, OK, so I want you to be in Avengers five. I think he's more so thinking like, you know, we'll have a show. Hopefully it has a couple seasons, you know. And then, you know, you can do whatever. You show up in a movie, maybe two, and that'll maybe we'll kill you off or we'll blow up the universe or something. You know, they'll come up with something. Um, so I would like to see Keanu as Moon Knight. But if he's not Moon Knight, I think I think the show will be fine. Uh, last story of the week, guys, before we get to our episode recaps, uh, Marvel's New Mutants movie looks like it will be released on streaming platforms which may be finally a resolution to this mystery of what's going to happen to new mutants ever since uh you know they reshuffled the deck in terms of the theatrical calendar new mutants was taken off completely so we just didn't know what was happening but um it briefly appeared available for pre-order at amazon um but the tech giant recently did take it down saying in a statement quote our agreements with the content provider doesn't don't allow purchases of this title at this time so i don't know what happened there how that got on there when marvel or disney didn't want it but somehow new moons was on there as a video on demand pre-order um before it was taken down by amazon uh was it the right move in regards to putting this on uh on streaming services sham 
And does this make you even more interested, potentially, in wanting to watch it now that you won't have to leave your house? I think it is the right move. Um, I mean, with the state the state of the world right now, especially, no one's going to go see this movie. Anyone that does is just trying to get out of the house, and it's probably going to endanger a lot of people. You know, it's just a, it's just a bad it's just a bad look for everybody. So so trying so, to say uh, trying to say New Mutants is not worth the Rona. A hundred percent, definitely not worth the Rona. So so yeah, they're they're definitely going to release it online. It's definitely a very good decision for them to do so. It makes all the sense in the world. They're probably just waiting, hoping that maybe this will go away. Uh, I mean, it's kind of. I don't know how they would have thought that that would happen, but it's probably what they were hoping for, and it didn't happen. So uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm hearing, you know, everything we're hearing. I'm not, I haven't heard anything, you know, terrible about it. I haven't seen anything terrible about it. Um, you know, outside of you know the fact that it's been postponed five billion times. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it could be another Dark Phoenix where it got bad reviews, and I end up thinking it wasn't quite that bad. Uh, I mean, I don't really care much about New Mutants, to be honest. Um, it'll come out eventually. I've kind of it's kind of my thing the last couple of years. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, I mean, obviously the the posters or the pictures and stuff they come out with, I guess, are kind of interesting. The trailer was was decent. The most recent trailer was decent, but. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see it. You know, I mean, the most, the yeah, easiest way, like I the easiest we'll way you would have gotten me and I think most people to see it would have been uh, putting it on Disney Plus. I think putting it video on demand is gonna really hurt. I think in terms of the amount of eyeballs people it's gonna reach because I don't think I don't think there gonna be that many people are gonna be going out of their way to buy new means. I think I saw the initial price at like twenty four dollars. I was like, yeah, I'm like, "Good luck getting people to buy twenty five dollars." <laughs> twenty twenty four dollars. It's twenty five in the U S. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's gonna be my thing. Is that like I think that that's dude, that's overpriced. You know, people were talking about that's overpriced. People were talking about doing that for Black Widow and saying, "Oh, that's that's highway robbery for Black mm-hmm. Widow." I'm like, Black Widow at sixty dollars is a good value, <laughs> but. Um, for, but new mutants that 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 is that's overpriced. So, for me, I think look, I'm sure we'll see it uh, at some point. Um, Dang, no. I mean, I'm sure we will. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doubting it. I'm just saying, like, I just don't know if most people that you know didn't feel the need to want to review it are gonna go out of their way to buy new mutants. Mm. You know, I think we'll be one of the few people that do see it. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not super excited. Yeah. That's probably. Weird. I, I mean, I think the one thing I think that it could be could help Marvel with this. I agree that you know this is probably what they had to do, though. Um, though that price is kind of scary, and now you're asking people in this manner to pay for it. I'm not. I'm not sure there's going to be that many people to want to do this. But like I, we said, whenever we last talked about this last week, a couple weeks ago, remember again, everything Marvel gets with this is just gravy. You know, Fox did almost all the all the grunt work. You know, Marvel was in the production side of it, but they didn't spend a dime. We haven't seen any production of it. We saw one trailer. So, they, they you know, Marvel, in terms of the money that they're losing with this project, I mean, I'm sure maybe there are assets that they attained in the, in the you know, Fox merger that maybe resulted in some losses. But they're, they're not adding to the losses by doing anything they're doing right now because they haven't really done anything. So, even if you say, okay, you put it on... You know, a streaming service, you're paying, you're asking for an exorbitant amount of money, 
and you don't get a lot, well, you weren't, you, you weren't, you didn't put a lot into it anyway. So it, it, anything you get is is, uh, is 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 just you know a luxury in that regard. Um, I, what I will say is, while I, that again, that price to me is ridiculous. What I will say is, and maybe that's part of the reason why you know Disney told them to take it down. Maybe that price was wrong or something. I don't know because that 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 made twenty six dollars seems crazy for a movie that has like just like no real internet buzz or interest. But what I will say is, I think that this formatting will help this movie way more if it's good than it being in the box office. Because I think the word of mouth of this movie potentially being good will make more people who are now stuck at home say, you know what, let me buy that joint. I, I mean, I got nothing to do. So they'll, 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 they'll spend the money, you know what I'm saying? Like, But the word of mouth of people saying, yo, this is good, you should go see it. And then how many people will be like, eh, I'll just wait until it comes out on HBO in four or five months. Or eh, I'll wait until, you know, there's a rent. I can rent it, you know, for a cheap price. Like... Now that people are kind of stuck, again, I'm not saying this is obviously a terrible situation, you know, but just considering circumstances as they are, now that people are stuck, I could see them um, potentially, uh, you know, if this movie is strong and there's a good word of mouth on the line saying, hey, I know this movie really has no shelf life beyond just a one watch, but it's really good. I think that the atmosphere that we were in, especially with how many people like anything that's anything that's on right now, that's new people are just flocking to. I mean, we've seen it with, in sports, The Last Dance. Uh, we've seen it with shows like Insecure. Um, we've seen it with, uh, even, like, again, sports, Korean baseball at 1 a.m. Like, things that people trolls. would never... Yeah, Trolls is doing really well. Like, things that you just never would have imagined had, would have this kind of impact or having an even... Everybody's impact has been inflated uh, because everybody can't do anything else but watch these shows. So... What I will say is this was smart for Marvel because if it does end up being strong, the chance that the word of mouth propels it to better numbers than maybe Marvel was anticipating or I or you guys were anticipating, there's a better chance that happening on a streaming platform than it would be on a, you know, in a movie theater. So this this is absolutely right. Especially considering, again, I didn't even talk about the idea people are scared to death to go to movie theaters. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's also that big part of it, too, is that... Um, it could be great, and nobody will give it there potentially because people might just not want to be in those kind of crowds. So, so this was the absolute right move. And for me, I, I do think that it, it does make me more likely to be interested in seeing it. I think it will make a lot more people more interested in seeing it. But um, we're at the end of the show, which means we have to do our episode recap for this week. So this week we are um, catching up on Supergirl. This was episode 17, uh, season 5, uh, Deuce Lex Machina. Um, De- Deus, uh, Deus, Deus likes Machina. Sorry, I don't know. I, I'm I'm clearly very. Yeah, you're not you're not a big Deus Ex Machina fan. <laughs> no. What is, it, what is it? What is what is that a reference to? I mean, I guess what is like a is that like a Roman term or something like that? It is a like Roman a term. Story. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I know a story. The movie, movie that came out recently. All right. Well, I'm very uncultured, as you guys can see. That, that was probably very embarrassing for <laughs> some people listening to this show. But this is episode 17, season five. Um, I feel like, I'll be honest, this episode did not do it for me. And that pains me because I love Cryer a lot. And I think he's good. I think he was good in this episode. But it's kind of one of those things where you kind of can't go to the well twice with the same character. And it hit the same way, especially when 
what you did before, you kind of got away with because of how clever you were. And let me be more specific what exactly I'm talking about. So this episode is another one of these. Lex has been plotting everything from the beginning, and you guys haven't seen it. Let's catch you up on all the things he's done to put himself in a prime position to be the hero and, and, and have everything go his way that you didn't know or you weren't paying attention to. Last season, it, they put together an episode, and I can't remember. I'll look it up at some point when you guys start talking. But they put together an episode when they kind of really fully introduced him as the villain again mm-hmm. um, that was similar. And it was one of the best episodes Supergirl has ever produced. It was just it was flawless. But the problem with this episode this year to me, guys, was this became way too cockamamie. It was way too much uh, him just knowing and assuming things that like didn't really seem to make sense as to how he could have known or assumed them. Um, and the story was just really, really hard to follow. And I think part of it's because this story has been really hard to follow. Um, this is a hard episode to come from after not being, having seen Supergirl for a month. Also, I think the the way they kind of, I mean, they couldn't, you know, control coronavirus, to be fair. Uh, but if there was supposed to be some kind of major hiatus in this episode and last episode, that was a bad idea. I think me being away from the show that long and then jumping into, like, here's all the stuff that's been happening that you probably don't remember that this happened, that this little small detail happened here or there. And them trying to retell me all that, it, it just didn't work for me. And I, it sucks because I really, again, Lex... Uh, John Cryer's Lex Luthor is one of my favorite characters on television, and I wanted to like this episode a lot, but the confusing cockamamie, and I've seen this before, nature of this episode did not allow me to enjoy it the way I should have. Uh, I'll let Mario go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the audible there. Yeah, oh, all right, switching it up. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was great. Personally, I mean, I, I, part of the reason why I wanted Shamari to go first. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was great. I mean, it, I, I feel I, I, I agree that it was the kind of same thing that they did, they did last time. But once I realized it was the same thing they did last time, I was just like, okay, here we go. Lex taking us on another ride. And it worked. I mean, in my opinion, I think it worked. It was very cockamamie. And you know how I feel about this story. I don't like this story in general. I think Leviathan's a bad villain. I think the season overall has been very lackluster in terms of almost everything. Um, but uh, but yeah, either way, it was still very enjoyable for me to see. And I agree, some of the stuff is kind of hard. Is even a lot of stuff they explained needs explaining. Now, how did he know uh, about Jeremiah and and, and how did he? There's a, a, a lot of stuff where I'm just like, what? Yeah. How? Did, when? How? Like, talk about a real cockamamie way to get rid of uh, Dean. Dean Kane. <laughs> yeah. It's like y'all could have made y'all had it simple last week. He just randomly died. Now nah, y'all making all but y'all don't even have to go through all that trouble because y'all didn't want a Trump supporter up on your, you know, social justice warrior show. Like like this you didn't have to do all this. <laughs> this seemed like too much to me. Yeah. Um but yeah, I thought uh either way, I thought the episode was very good. I, I very much enjoyed it. And maybe it's just a refreshing kind of break from the Leviathan is in, in oh and uh, you know this random you know all oh, that lady Margot yeah. and she's scheming in the lab and granny mustache goodness. twirly yeah, granny goodness granny goodness and oh mm-hmm. stuck in the virtual world like Kolioko or something yeah, it's just like it's just it, I, I I enjoyed this episode very much I'm glad I you know I want more Lex the more Lex we get the better that's when the show shines John Cryer is fantastic 
and Kendall's putting on his Leviathan, his his uh his obsidian <laughs> lenses, lenses right now. I'm talking, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just I thought it was real. I thought it was really well done. I mean, for the most part, it fit together. Which you know, at some point, I'm just like, look, you know, suspend my disbelief for a lot of stuff. As long as Cryer's doing his thing, it doesn't totally not make sense. So I'm with it. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, you know, EJ, you did not like this episode. Chamari did like this episode. I just found it interesting because uh, it was directed by Melissa Benost. So it was. Her shout, first. Out, shout out to Melissa Benost. Yeah, I, I'm glad yeah. you did mention that. And I'm happy she got this. this yeah, uh, this is her first kind of step this is a tough episode the, to do. Into the directing kind of lane. And, um, hmm. you know, obviously it was kind of taking two different directions. And my experience. What were you saying, Sorry, I was. I was just gonna point out one thing. The one thing that I didn't like uh, really at all uh, was that CG scene with the Sun Eater. Uh, that was a little weird. That was awful. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like that. Kind of, kind of, yeah. I didn't know what. I didn't know what was going on. Like it was so hard to like. I I'm sorry. So the Martian Manhunter, Miss <laughs> Martian, Miss Martian kind of shows up. I'm like, oh, Miss Martian. She hasn't been in the season. Like, all, <laughs> yeah, season. what was that about? Yeah, She's then she lot. showed up. That that didn't make any sense. She's on hard. Yeah, that was the only part of the episode I, I didn't like, but everything else I was I was cool. With. But uh, but yeah, no, it was interesting that that was her direct directorial debut. Um, I while watching this episode, I I thought like it started out, I thought really good. I thought the stuff with uh, Lex kind of figuring out. You know the stuff for crisis. I think some of that stuff was needed. The stuff him his him his test uh, mocker was needed. Um, then I think it gets to a point where it really kind of I don't even know where that point is, but there's a point in the episode, maybe in the first twenty minutes, where it like craters. Where I'm just like I don't care about anything that's happening right now. <laughs> Once it starts talking about the Leviathan mumble jumble, I'm just like I. I really don't care about this. Well, welcome to my season. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, I'm back into Shamari <laughs> mode. Um, and I think it doesn't really. I mean, you know, I start to perk up a little bit when I see the the Dean Kane stuff, the Jeremiah Danvers stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so what? What's the what's the play here? You know, I, at first I was like, wait, Jeremiah Danvers worked for Leviathan. Like, how does this work? I, <laughs> I didn't even notice that was. I didn't even notice that was Dean Kane when they showed. Yeah. On the- <laughs> It was it was Dean Kane. I was like, yeah, oh, know. I was like, no, she killed, she killed. Yeah, I know. It was right away. I was like, I was like Jeremiah. What? I was like, what? I was like, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. from Leviathan. Is that like an old thing? Like, <laughs> I thought he was. Uh, Did I miss an episode? Like, Cyborg, Cyborg Superman. I thought he was Cadmus. <laughs> he's Leviathan. So that Man, he's, on, he's on all he's on all the Legion of Doom. Teams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm thinking about. I guess you know he everything. On, he's on the Suicide Squad. He's on yeah, the Masters like, of he's Evil. Like, he's on the Brotherhood of Mutants. <laughs> what should we call it? Cadmus owns Lex, who owns Leviathan, who owns this one, and they all go back to the monitor. Like I guess they all, all Jeremiah Davis, he's just the pawn, <laughs> pawn of everybody. Yeah, he's the pawn. But so that threw me off a little bit. I'm like, okay, now I'm watching kind of closely, and and the Lex turn I thought was good, but. It, it, the episode was rocky. It was just a rocky episode of the roller coaster where there were parts where I was, oh, this is really cool. And like you mentioned, the stuff with them going into space and the CGI, I'm just like, this is a video game. 
I mean, this is basically a video game. The even when Lex was was in the different countries, I'm like the green screen here is like so very strong. It was like a YouTube show. Now, oh, oh yeah, when Lex was in those, yeah, yeah Lex in Australia, was, yeah, Lex was, in South America. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that looked. I mean, when he was in Egypt, I, I just, they had him with a bunch of pyramids behind him. I was like, <laughs> Egypt don't look like that. Like, like yeah, you wouldn't like if Lex Luthor was doing a press conference. He wouldn't be in front of like a pyramid. Yeah, he wouldn't be in the Sahara Desert. Yeah, come like, on, fam. Yeah, in a full, he was in a full suit in the <laughs> desert. Know, I mean, look, Come on, man, that made that was ridiculous. I know it's a CW show. I know Supergirl is not like <laughs> the most highly budgeted show, so I'm gonna give them a pass. But you know, you just gotta understand it's gonna be jarring. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I thought it had issues. I I thought that the twist at the end with him and Miss Test Monster was good. Um, you know, really kind of took you back to like, oh yeah, this guy Lex is like nobody to mess with, man. Um, I did like the twist that I uh, they added with you know, uh, you know them playing like the Frank Sinatra "My Way" at mm-hmm. the end. You know, cause I'm, I, I recognize the song, and then he then he's like, and I did it my way. And I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> but um, yeah, overall, I thought it was a rocky episode. I, you know, I, I thought it was. You guys put it perfectly. I one of you guys liked it. One of you guys didn't because they thought it was an up and down episode. Thought there were moments that were that worked. Thought there were moments that didn't need to be there. Um, I think they had trouble, but I think it being yeah, a Melissa, who happened? Yeah, pick his eye, Kendall. Yeah, I know, right? I love playing the <laughs> playing, you know, the middleman, <laughs> but. Um, I think they had trouble with the fact that Melissa Bonos was directing this episode, so like the whole Supergirl angle had to be much more tempered. You know, it had to be they had to tell someone else's point of view. They already did the Alex in Wonderland episodes. He couldn't do an Alex centric episode, so they're thinking, all right, let's do a Lex episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I thought it worked. I thought it wasn't great. Um, I'm not excited for next week's episode personally, but it's where we're at. I just feel like to me, in order for me, in order for this episode to work, I gotta really be invested in the conspiracy. Remember how invested we were in the, uh, in the you know the Ben Underwood conspiracy and who was his benefactor and how it all was did tie to Lex Luthor or something in some way. Like that was an interesting conspiracy that I was completely invested in. So when they, so when they um when they unpeeled the onion. And they did it so masterfully. It was it, like that helped. This wasn't. This was done at in some ways a little clumsy. Clumsy, like I said, all the, the Miss Martian coming out of nowhere. The oh, you want stuff the, that the just didn't, didn't, that didn't need to be in the episode. The other part of this episode that was super goofy was the myriad and Lena stuff, man. Yeah, well, you all know how I feel about that. Completely too. did not yeah. need to be in the episode. It was just drawn out drama that they they decided to drum up out of nowhere. They said, "Oh, why are you using myriad and I can't." Like who cares? Yeah. No one, no one watching this cares. I mean, maybe they, <laughs> maybe those two characters care, but anyone rational could understand. All right. But I also they're... just feel like I just also feel like they make these characters like emotionally stupid for no reason. Like to me, like after you know the good moment they had with Kara and Lena, you would think that like Kara would think about the situation and be like, you know what, man, we are on better terms with Lena. I'd owe her a call and be like, hey, I'm just letting you know. I'm thinking about using Miriam. It's a very serious situation. The only way we can get through this is by doing this. And Kara is a thoughtful, caring person. The idea that she wouldn't do that is unbelievable to me. It's not, I don't believe it. Like, I don't think that 
character they put together that she would just and then when she pulls up she's just like look i don't got time for you which in some ways i kind of liked because like none of us have time for leaning this crap right now <laughs> like none of us have time for it so like it was kind of like yeah good just tell her to go away but like at the same time again it it, it was it did not match the character like again the character would have been more understanding and she wasn't uh was Lena being ridiculous? Of course she was being ridiculous. But that's who the character is. So at that point, I, at this point, I can't really ask for much more. Um, I got to ask for, because it's, it's consistent. Um, Kara's, like, you know, behavior and the moves, the decisions she made in the episode didn't seem very consistent with her to me. Like, I, I felt like, again, they made her emotionally dull, unnecessarily when a simple phone call, I think, would have squashed all of that, and how, and then when she's pressed on it again, I think I think the characters that we've seen, you know, over the course in the Super Bowl we've seen over the course of these four or five seasons, she would have tried to explain herself, and she really didn't. She was like, "Get away, loser!" Like that pretty much. She was like, "I don't got time for you," and and I don't know. It just didn't seem very Supergirl like. And when you start making your characters act out of character for the sake of continuing failed storyline angles which to me the Kara Lena beef is a failed storyline angle it was an angle that we knew the tension was rising for seasons we hoped that it would come be something good if they were going to go this route I know all of us really didn't want them to go this route but if they did you wanted to see it really be worthwhile and it has not they they to me they fumbled this and this was to me like the culmination of like the massive fumble to me it was like this was an episode where like talk about a scene that just like was unnecessary and like I didn't want and now it's so ridiculous that the character is even acting completely out of character for the sake of keeping this poor storyline alive when they don't have to um so yeah that again there's just too much it was too convoluted it was too the, the, the conspiracy at hand which is Leviathan like that's the issue to me you know when you have the conspiracy of with you know Lockwood and his cult and what he was kind of developing that was an interesting conspiracy Leviathan is not interesting they still haven't found a way to make them interesting um I mean these are supposed to be like you know almost sentinel beings that have you know been you know affecting you know what's been happening over the course of of our civilization for centuries like I mean that could be very interesting I don't know how you made a group like that so boring and so weak because, I mean, that's the other thing, too, about this episode, is that Leviathan is supposed to be your big bad. And, look, Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor. We understand he's a top-of-the-notch top villain. But if you're trying to build Leviathan as this, like, unstoppable force, I feel like I don't, I've never seen him do anything right this season. I feel like every time they're a step behind the game. Like, where has where have they really... You know, solidify Leviathan as this real force throughout this entire season. I think they've come across looking very weak. Lex Luthor has been ahead of the, ahead of them every step of the way, and the first time we see you know you know Gemma, whatever her name is, uh, uh, you know, use her powers and you know Lex is in trouble. But like besides that, I mean, we haven't really seen them flex their muscles anyway, except for when Rama Khan got his behind kicked by Kara. So like when when the when the conspiracy at hand and the 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 threat at hand is not interesting. The unpeeled onion as to how Lex has been behind everything, it, it it already loses luster. But then there were some other aspects of this episode that also um didn't work. 
Uh, I will shout out though um, the actress that plays uh, uh, Eve Tessmacher, um, Andrea Brooks. I thought she did a good job in this episode. Um, I generally enjoy her as a character, and I think this was kind of a a good Eve Tessmacher because like it was a, it was a little bit of a we've seen her play Hope, we've seen her play the other Eve from before, and this seeing this Eve is someone who was like very naive and someone like kind of seeing the beginning of that relationship with yeah, Lex, Lex as opposed yes yeah, yeah, exactly it's like an origin story as opposed to who we saw last season where she was already on the cover and already like being devious this was like and then hope was like hope you know it was a whole different character i kind of thought we kind of needed this character development for eve and kind of understanding why she could be how she is it um I thought that she deserved the shout out because I thought she did a good job. And again, I thought Cry was, you know, captivating, compete, uh, uh, you know, and compelling as the center of it. It just too much of the story was did not work for me. Um, but I think that's a good place to wrap this week's show, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. Of course, if you like this show, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, particularly if you're a sports fan, a college basketball, high school basketball fan, because uh, as if you, you may know already, um, we've launched a brand new monthly podcast called The Uncommitted, which is a high school basketball recruiting podcast. And it's our first ever virtual or rather video podcast. It is virtual in a way because we're, we're not obviously together because of social distancing, but it's also a video podcast um, in its entirety. So, uh, so me and Kendall hosted our first episode this past weekend. It's up on YouTube. It will soon be up on on, on the other platforms I mentioned before. Do audio version, you know, SoundCloud, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so on and so forth. But um, make sure you guys check that out. Uh, first episode I thought was great. I think you guys would enjoy it if you do like basketball and, and high school basketball and college in particular. Um, follow us on social media. Follow us on Facebook, New Generation Media, on Twitter at New Generation Pod, and on Instagram at New Generation Podcast. Shamari can be found on Snapchat and Instagram, MCShan22. And you can follow me on Twitter, uh, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys again for listening in. For uh, Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.